Favor on every front. I like it. I'll take it. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. Good morning. How y'all? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's hard not to be blessed when you're in the kingdom of God and the family of God, isn't it? Amen. I started a message one time. I said, it's hard. And everybody about fell out. They're like, whoa, pastor doesn't say that. What is he saying? I said, it's hard because you know that it's easy in life. But I said, it's hard to be in the family of God and not be blessed. Amen. It's hard to be. You have to work at it. <laughs> Do you realize that? In order to not be blessed and in favor, you actually have to work at it and you have to do some things to step yourself out of that favor, right? It's hard to not be blessed in the kingdom of God. In other words, it's easy to be blessed. It's easy to be blessed. I love that word that the Lord just gave me. Favor on every front. Amen? Favor on every front. Do you have it? Are you walking in it? Favor on every front. Amen. I receive it. Glory to God. Well, before we get going, let me give you a couple of announcements. Uh, number one, I want to ask, I, I mentioned this last week, after we get done with the service on Sunday morning, if any uh, people, there's a statement, many hands make light work, uh, we're setting up for the Lunch Plus broadcast, and uh, right after the service, anybody that wants to help be a part of that, you're sowing into people all around the world, we get testimonies literally every week how Lunch Plus is blessing people and changing their lives, and uh, I'll tell you what, this week, uh, we went over five life revelations, and many of you have heard many of the principles, but there was an anointing on this week. And if you didn't get a chance to hear it or see it, what happened, I, and I, did I say this last week? I've said it in different places, so I forget. I'll tell you again. Uh, anyway, what happened was my nephew was uh, turning 12 and kind of entering into that transition between a boy and a man, and my brother asked me to come uh, to a ceremony he was having with him and speak words into him. And so I knew about it for months, and I was praying and praying, didn't hear anything, and nothing, nothing was coming to me. The day before the event, I heard from the Lord, and he said, I want you to tell him the top five revelations about walking in a full life. And I went, oh man, that'll be good. And so this week I shared those top five revelations and got into them some so that people could understand them even if they've never heard it before. And I'm telling you, it's like the anointing poured out every single day. It just kept pouring out and kept pouring out and kept pouring out. And it was just awesome. And uh, so I hope that you uh, are, were able to watch it or able to go back because it was just a blessing. It blessed me, and I knew what I was talking about. You know, I knew the, I knew the subject. But man, the Lord just poured out. He gave us some words in it and uh, five life revelations. So anyway, we're asking if anybody wants to stick around and uh, help set up. It only takes a few minutes to do. It, it's not very long, especially when people jump in. But if you're looking for an opportunity like, Lord, I want to be a part of that, but I can't be here during the week, that's a way to uh, easily be a part and sow into it. Amen. Uh, the next thing is uh, we have Impact University. Uh, if you're interested, uh, multiple people, the Impact School is just, it's been special. Like, Doyle, have you been blessed by Impact? Has it changed your life? Yeah, amen. And a lot of times, we have a bunch of students 
that are not as interested in getting a degree, although they are getting one, as they are in just diving in and, and digging into uh, the Word at a different level. And uh, they are diving in, they're digging into that Word, and uh, it's the Lord's pouring out in it. And uh, it's a different level of teaching and training. And if you're interested in that, just see Deb. I think she's back with the Super Kids today. Uh, but you can see Deb or you can talk to Miss Barrett, and uh, we can help you with that. Uh, all the students that I know have just been blessed by it after they've been there a little bit and they see everything that's going on. And these last two classes have been so good. We just started uh, Spiritual Warfare, and, uh, man, the Lord poured out this week. It was awesome. So, amen. Uh, let's see. A couple other things, and this is very important, is the Holy Spirit weekend. Holy Ghost weekend is this upcoming weekend. So Friday night, yeah, Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight, we'll pray. And then on Saturday, we have soul winning Saturday. We've had like over 30 people going out to win souls each soul winning Saturday. And uh, we're believing God for over 100 souls just this Saturday. We're believing God, and I want you to believe and then Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m., uh, we'll have the Holy Ghost service, Holy Spirit service, and it's going to be awesome. But here's what I want to tell you. I don't, all I know is that in the last like three or four days, something has fallen on me about this Holy Ghost weekend. And I don't know what it is, but I have just a big expectation. Something special is on this weekend with the Holy Spirit's uh, Holy Ghost weekend. Um, I don't know what all that is. I can just sense its importance in the spirit. And I know when we will honor what's important to God, he honors us. And so I would highly encourage every single one of you that are hearing this, and even if you're watching online and you can get here, get here for this weekend. Something special. And, and all three parts of that a special weekend, the prayer on Friday night, the soul winning as well. Something's going to happen, and I don't know what. I don't, I don't know that yet. I can just sense it in my spirit, and uh, so I'm going to honor God and be here, and I invite you to do the same. And uh, it's going to culminate with the Holy Ghost, uh, Holy Spirit service on Sunday afternoon at 4 next week, and I just believe we're going to have just an explosion of the power of God. I just, I sense that. Can you sense that as well? Yeah. Anybody, like, I just, I don't know. I just, it's going to be a different weekend. And I can tell you, we need it. We need some prayer. Uh, not just at Boomerang, but in, in this city, in this state, in this country. We need some prayer. And uh, we need an awakening. One thing that's, you know, we've talked about all this year. It's time for an awakening. And I believe the beginnings of that awakening have happened, but we, are, we have not arrived at an awakening yet. We have not arrived. If we had arrived at an awakening, there wouldn't be one empty seat. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. People have not recognized that God is the answer. We need an awakening. And many times we let too many things come in the way of that. We need an awakening. And how do you think that awakening is going to happen? Through us and through prayer, right? Through us and through the actions that we take. You know, we're not responsible for the awakening around the world necessarily, but we are responsible for this one and what we choose to do. God does great and mighty things through prayer, right? When we look at James chapter 5, he says that he releases 
power, tremendous power, dynamic in its working is released through prayer. Through prayer. And that's what he wants to release Friday night, and I believe we're going to see it. Amen. Glory to God. And then uh, two weeks from today, two weeks from today, we'll have our special Christmas service, and all of those pieces are starting to come together, and I'm really excited. Now, and here's something that you can do. If you're on Facebook, uh, there's an event that's already created. Don't just hit share on that and then just post it, right? Uh, because that's not really going to people as directly as what you might think these days, okay? Used to, when you hit share, it went on, on everybody that follows you, went on their timeline, but it doesn't do that anymore. Uh, actually, they'll cut those numbers down based off of what you're sharing and how many people they think will like it. Here's what you can do, though. Go and personally invite the, the people that you want to invite. Like it'll say invite and you type in their name or you check by their name. Personally invite them and that's an easy way to get it personally to them and it'll show up in their notifications and uh, kind of circumvent that system a little bit and uh, just being wise with what's available to us. But then also personally invite people. It's going to be a great celebration of the birth of Christ. Amen. And then we're going to have fun. And uh, thank you to anybody who was a part of, of decorating this week. I just praise God for you. That was awesome. It looks great. And it just looks like it's Christmas. Amen. Amen. I just love it. So thank you all very much. Thank you for the hospitality. Everything. That's awesome. Amen. All right. Now I'll remind you again. Uh, as soon as service is over, go get your kids. Otherwise, I myself may go over to ne the, the neighborhood next door and find a pregnant cat and send it home with your kids. Amen. And a mangy one at that. Glory to God. I love you. As soon as service is over, go get your kids. Amen. Glory. I think everybody did it last week. I think they were good. I think Mr. Will kept everybody in line. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Will, he, he like, he forms a line back there, right? But it, it does work, so yeah, yeah, it does work, amen. And I think that's about it. Those are the ones I wanted to share with you. And uh, let's go into, does anybody have your notes from last week with you? Does anybody not have notes and you still need them? Raise your hand, George is going to get them out to you. We're still talking about thanks. The power and the command of thanks. The power and the command of thanks. And I'll tell you, I'm going to try to do today what I tried to do last week, and uh, we'll see. Did y'all see my little meme I sent out to you? That uh, where I was joking, of course, but, you know, I tried to put it, I joked that I tried to put it on Facebook. I'm, I'm going to preach short, and Facebook fact-checked me. They're like, this ain't true. That's, that's not real. And uh, so if you didn't see that, it's on the Voxer line, but uh, they, I got fact-checked. Like, I'm going to preach short. No, you're not, Pastor. No, we, we, we know differently. So, amen. Every now and then I will. I actually didn't preach too long last week. And actually... Just ministered a little bit more, that's all. <laughs> so I want to ask you what I did last week. Um, I know a lot of people like to take notes. I give you these so that you don't have to write down all the scriptures. I may throw in one or two here and there. 
but uh, that way you won't have to write down because what I really want you to do today is listen. I just want you to hear, okay? Uh, there's a lot of scriptures. The reason why I give you all these scriptures is because sometimes in the Word there's so many scriptures surrounding one topic. You just you start hearing all of them. You're like, oh my goodness, how can we... How did we not know this at this level, you know? How did we, there's too many scriptures. And that's the way it is about things. It's so clear what we should be doing. And let's just look at this first uh, scripture. So just listen to it and let it, let it soak into you today. Thanks, the power and command of thanks. Psalms 116, verse 17. To you, to God, I shall offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. To you, God, I shall offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. And I said it last week, I'll say it again. Pay attention to how many of these verses talking about thanksgiving and gratitude are attached to the name of Jesus, the name of God. And that's important, and we're going to see a little bit why. But look at this. In other words, this is the heart led by the Holy Spirit. This is the heart led by the Holy Spirit that we all should have to you. To you, God. I shall. I will. That's making a declaration. I will be this person. I will offer thanksgiving and I will call upon your name. Look at the second verse there. Psalm 7, 17. I will, it's another declaration, I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. I will, I shall. It is, it is truly, it is truly a heart uh, decision to give thanks to God. And, and one of the things that I said last week was we're supposed to be giving thanks for everything. And there's so many things to give thanks for. Is anybody thankful for heat this morning? Yeah. Anybody thankful for a comfy seat? Yeah. yeah. Thankful for warm clothes and a vehicle that can get you here, right? That, isn't it much better to arrive in a vehicle this morning than to have walked through 30-degree temperatures to get here? That's a blessing, and we kind of overlook it because we utilize it every day, but can you imagine doing that? All right, I'm going to dress up for a hike. Or, or, or on the back of a wagon, right? Or I'm going to get in a car with heat and drive down the road in comfort and arrive pretty quickly. You know, when I was in the Philippines, they literally, went, we were setting up, getting ready to, we were getting ready to have the service, and this is a meeting in the middle of a field. The venue that we were supposed to be at, the whole the logistics of it broke down. We're in the middle of the field. They took bamboo poles, took, took um, uh, tarps, tied them to the bamboo poles to try and give a little bit of shade because it was really hot. And, and, they tried to, and they stuck these up in a field and there were puddles everywhere and there was mosquitoes in the puddles, you know, like, like you're right in malaria zone. And there's, and there's big puddles with mosquitoes in there. And, and these guys are coming out at night. They would gather the chairs up and sleep on the chairs just to be at a meeting talking about Jesus. Yeah. Hungry for the things of God. 
hungry for the things of God, just to be at a meeting about Jesus. About that time, I look up, and here comes this big uh, uh, truck, made cargo truck, and on the back of this truck is like 20 to 30 people, like hanging off of it. There's so many, they're packed in the back. And then, and I find out they've driven like eight or nine hours in the back of that truck just to come to this meeting to sleep on the ground or sleep on chairs to hear about Jesus. And we drove up in our cars this morning. Oh, glory to God. See, there, there's something about purposing yourself to be thankful for what we have. And you're going to see in some of these verses. See, when we get thanksgiving on our mind and we're thinking more about thanking God for what we have, all the little piddly stuff that gets in the way, right, that goes away. And it keeps our mind focused on him and not focused on the world, right? It keeps our mind focused. All of a sudden, when we start thanking God, you know, I, I, it, I've had situations and I've been on both sides of this where I'm sitting there and uh, I'm thanking God and I'm just praising God and somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, Pastor, it's just, I can't believe, you know. And, and, and then they'll tell me something, you know, like, well, that person didn't look at me when I walked in. This, this actually happened one time. And uh, I wasn't thanking God when they told me this one. Uh, but I had, and there was a situation where somebody walked into a room. Here, I'll just act it out. They walked into a room. They looked across the room, diagonally. They saw one of their friends. And their friend, they, they looked at him and waved. And the friend looked right at him and didn't wave, and then turned away. And this person then got what? <laughs> you know, huffy. <laughs> they got huffy, right? I mean, just... And then the friend that was over there looked across the room and saw their other friend, huffy. <laughs> you know, I didn't do that as well. <laughs> And they saw their friend Huffy. And then all of a sudden, that friend got offended at that friend. And then somehow it got to me. I forget how. I forget how it got to me. But anyway, come to find out what had happened was when this friend walked into the room and they saw the other person, right? They saw the other person. The person was looking in their general direction. But have you ever been doing something and you just... I like, I see you, but I don't see you. Like, I'm, I'm in thought, or I'm looking past you or something. So they waved, and they thought, they assumed that that person actually saw him, but they didn't see him. So this person got offended over nothing. Then that person got offended over their offense over nothing. And so all for nothing, you got two people that are now like this. Here's the thing. If you get in thankfulness, that all goes away. You know, I've been sitting there like in thankfulness and somebody brings up, well, my friend didn't look at me. And I'm like, who cares? God is so good. Glory to God, Lord. We thank you. Thank him with me. And they're like, I don't want to thank him. I don't, I, you know, but when we'll get in thanksgiving, it settles all that stuff. Lord, we have so much. You know, multiple times this week, multiple times this week, you know, I've, I've had situations in my hands that I've been looking at and dealing with, and it's, it's important to somebody, but it seems small, and then 
and then other things seem medium, and then I've had other situations just this week where life and death is hanging in the balance. And comparatively speaking, it just doesn't compare. Eternal, and this is what we said the other day. Eternally speaking, when, on the broadcast, we were talking about being hungry. Get eternally minded. See, in, in the view of eternity, that little stuff, that, that, that looking across and seeing your friend and they didn't look at you, when your eyes are on Thanksgiving and when your eyes are on eternity, that doesn't even phase you anymore. There's something about thanks that keeps us straight. And we're going to see that. But not only that, but it's a command. It's a command to be in thanks all the time. Just close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. What do you have to give thanks for? Just think of a few things. Let's just kind of like reset ourselves right now. Well, you're hearing me speak. That's a good start. You're above ground. Most of you have family. Most of you have your health. And even if you don't have your full health, you're being healed even as you sit here hearing the word of God, the life-giving word of God. You've been granted wisdom and skill to have a job, to have an income. You have favor. Many of you have children and spouses. You're sitting here clothed. I don't see anybody that's starving. I don't know a one of you that doesn't have a home over their, a house over their head or a home or a place where they can go and live in shelter. You have something that's protecting you. Everyone in here has, God has provided something to help you out in terms of food and covering. It might not be your end place, but you're headed there. You're able to come into a heated room and worship God with other believers. You're not just by yourself, out in the middle of nowhere, under threat of the government or something. Because even though it's not been great in America this year, it's better than a lot of places. That they're getting thrown in jail and beat simply because they love Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just start thanking them. Thank you, Father. You know, you start paying attention to those things and all the other junk and garbage starts to go away. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just speak it out loud with your mouth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Put that thanks in your lips. In Psalms here, he says, I will and I shall offer thanksgiving. And what we learn is, this is the right thing to do. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that we should always give thanks. Let's just thank him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Lord, we could have gone to hell. You could have blown up the earth. You could have burned it up. But you looked at us. You saw us. And even in our sin, even while we were enemies of God, you looked down and said, I want to help them. Lord, thank you. You did not have to do that. Thank you. 
We've got something to praise about. We've got something to thank God for. Lord, I'm going to be with you for eternity. I won't be in an eternity of torture if I know Jesus. I won't be in an eternity of torture in a hell that was designed for the devil and his demons. No, I'll be with you. And even if I don't, if I don't know you yet, for somebody that may be here or watching, I don't know you, Jesus, like I should. I know that I can turn to you and I can, I can immediately escape the torture of hell. I can immediately move to the place of intimate fellowship with you. Lord, thank you. Thank you. The Bible tells us, amen. The Bible tells us, always give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything, just hear these things, in everything, give thanks. In everything. You realize that thanksgiving is your way out of that valley, not complaining about it, right? Not complaining about the person or the situation, but giving God thanks in the middle of it. That's your way out. In every, why else would he say in everything give thanks? Why else would he say it? Because he knows that he, his love demands that he always tells you the right thing to do, and this is the right thing to do, and he says in everything give thanks. Because no matter what you face, if you can start putting thanks on, it'll change your heart and mind. It'll start to change you. If in the middle of the worst, I can start praising him, then everything can change. And let me tell you, you know, I don't know anybody in my life that had it worse than, than Job. And yet, in the midst of all that stuff that happened... In the, in the end of chapter 1, verse 20, he doesn't even know what's going on. He hits his knees and starts to worship God. Yeah. How can that man do that? Uh, how many? Now watch this. How many negative things did he have to shove to the side in order to worship God in the midst of that? Oh, a lot. But that was his victory. That's what led him through to restoration. Lord, forget about what people have done. Forget about what situation I grew up in or what side of the tracks or what life has dealt me. Lord, I see your word. I see who you are. And right now I just determined I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It changes everything. And that's why he commands it in everything. Give thanks. Because he knows that's our path to victory. Thanksgiving to God is our path to victory. One of the things the Bible tells us is that the ransomed, people that are ransomed, should give God praise and thanks. 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6 says, The man, it says, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. The testimony given at the proper time. Are you a part of that all? Yeah. yeah, you're a part of that all. You're a part of the all. And that means Jesus gave himself to be ransomed for you. Ransomed for you. Where would we be without that? Whew. We'd be in a bad spot. He, then he says in Isaiah 35.10, he says, The ransomed of the Lord will return 
and come with joyful shouting to Zion. With everlasting joy upon their heads, they will find gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Watch this. When we put on joy, and, and thanksgiving is wrapped up inside of that, when we put on joy and thanksgiving, it says your sorrow and the sighing will go away. And it shows us this, that if we are truly ransomed of God, our responsibility is to put on joy. See, not one of us as a believer, and I understand some of us are newer to Christianity and some of us are not so new to Christianity, but here's one of the things. No matter who we are, even if we're brand new or not even born again yet, if we become ransomed of the Lord, if we become saved by Him, then this verse is showing us there's a certain attitude that we should put on and keep on us all the time. A joy and a thanksgiving. And that means that we shouldn't be walking thinking about all the problems. Remember, I, I was talking in Tuesday at Impact about the spiritual warfare. And um, remember what I said at the beginning of today. The, the enemy comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. You know, you look back over the last few months, Brother Tracy was here. How about those meetings? Were they awesome or what? And Richard Moore, how about those meetings? Did you enjoy that? And everybody, I was watching people, they were leaving out like, they were like two feet off the ground. Just the power of God and the anointing of God, and it was awesome. And, uh, but then what happens? The devil's like, well, we can't leave them there. They, they stay there because they're going to start affecting my kingdom. So I got to do something. I got to get in the mix. I got to throw stuff. I got to irritate them, agitate them. I got to break up the unity. I got to do different things. I got to throw stuff at them at work and through their family. And anybody had any of those things happen since those meetings? Oh, okay, okay. God's word is true. But see, when we're thankful, all of a sudden that stuff can come at us, but we stay focused where we need to be focused. We stay in unity. We stay above and not beneath. We stay the head and not the tail. See, why? Because we're doing it God's way. We're staying in his commandments. We're staying in what he said. And, and here's what will happen. The sorrow and the sighing will go away. But we've got to do it on purpose and stop letting the world teach us that it's normal to have, the, have controversy. It's normal to have these little pieces going on. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to say, Lord, I thank you. I have a Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You commanded me to be in thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He says, look, if you're ransomed, this should be your norm. In other words, in the I was talking about on Tuesday at Impact, we're talking about spiritual warfare. That the battlefield is the mind. The devil has no power and authority. The devil has no power and authority. But you do. And how do we know that? Because Jesus spoiled him. I mean, he completely ransacked and destroyed the devil. And then Jesus gets up and says, All power and authority is given unto me. Well, how much does that leave for the devil? None. He's got none. Well, then how does he get these bad things to happen in this earth? Well, watch this. Come here. Come here. All right. Turn around this way. 
So Jesus said, all power and authority is given unto me. I need, I need, let me borrow that pen. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. All right, so I know this is, this is your sword. You, 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 you just became a believer. It's growing in Jesus' name. You, it still works. Amen? All right, that's your sword. All right, now. So the devil's got, he can't stab you himself. He's got no power and authority. His only weapon is deception, right? So what he does, Jesus said, all power and authority is given unto me. And then he says to every disciple, go therefore. In other words, he says, I'm taking what I have and I'm giving it to you. Okay, I'm giving you the sword. I'm giving you the authority. So all authority, Jesus transferred to the body. That is you and I. If you're born again, that's you and me. You have all power and authority through Christ. And then he even goes on to say by the Holy Ghost, as I am, so are you in this world. Because the Bible says, as he, Jesus is, so are we in this world, right? He says, I've granted to you everything pertaining to life and godliness. We have everything we need to win, 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 win. We have everything we need. However, all of a sudden, the, the devil will be like, hey, because um, he can't stab you himself. But he'll say, you know, I saw Chris the other day, and... He was talking about you. Can you believe that? Or, or how about this? Did you see when you walked in, your best friend didn't even wave back at you? And all of a sudden, in, in his head, in his head, he's like, well, what does he have against me? And now the battle is raging. And see, the devil still can't stab him, but he can get mad. He can put on, like, unforgiveness, and he ends up stabbing himself with his own authority. It was his own doing. Because we did not take those thoughts captive, but watch this. When that devil comes and, and, and he says, did you see your friend? He didn't even look at you when you walked in. And Jared's going, Lord, I have so much to thank you for. That's nothing. It'll be all right. Thank you, thank you. It's like a shield around him that the devil can't get through because he's decided, I'm going to thank the Lord. I'm the ransomed of God. The devil's got nothing he can do. And even if my friend did shun me in some way, God is my protector. God is my defender. God is my source. He's my provision. I don't have to worry about that. That's not my source. That's not my joy. God is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All of a sudden, the devil's like, dang it. I thought I had him. If we'll learn to put on Thanksgiving, it'll keep us out of our mind thinking about what we don't have, and we'll focus on what God's already gotten, and that authority just gets stronger and stronger. And the, and the Lord says here, when we will put on that joy in Thanksgiving... It'll take us out of the sorrow. It'll start to solve the problems all in itself. Amen. Thank you, Jared. Look at, why would we thank God all the time? James 1.17. Every good thing and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, 
with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In other words, every good thing you have in your life, every skill, every ability, every bit of your wisdom and knowledge, everything you have, your family, every good thing came from him. I like looking at this. This seems to make it more plain to me. Let's, let's take out every good and perfect gift in your life, every one of them. And what are you left with? No good thing. That's what you and I were bringing to the table without Jesus. And everything else he brought. So if I've got something good in my life, it's all him. It's all him. It's all him. Right? So then, what should I be thankful about? All those things. Everything. Right? We should be thankful. Ephesians. It's, we should always give thanks. Ephesians 5, 20. Always giving thanks for all things. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, even the Father. There's the name. Always giving thanks. So according to this verse, when are you not supposed to give thanks? Never. Never. Well, what if, what if you know, like in that scenario, your best friend don't look at you? Well, whoop-de-doo. That would be a good word to get in your vocabulary. You might not say it out loud, but think it in your head. Whoop-de-doo, devil. Well, whoop-de-doo. Who cares? He tries to throw something negative at you. Whoop-de-doo. I don't care. What? Are you, you know, let's go back to that same scenario. What, you're supposed to stop loving them because they didn't look at you? No, you still got a commandment to love them. You might as well make the best of it. <laughs> you still got a commandment to love them. Be in unity. Like, well, they're treating me bad. Well, whoop-de-doo. Who cares? What was the message titled today? Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> We're going to rename it on Facebook and YouTube. Whoop-de-doo. But the devil keeps trying to throw stuff. And people keep falling for it. But when we put on thanks, it blocks that stuff. Oh, Lord. You know, the devil comes to you, tries to throw some thought at you. Well, look at this. And you're like, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The devil comes at you again. Whispering in your ear. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, for your stuff. The devil's like, dang. Every time I try to get them out of, out of thankfulness, they just thank God more. Well, maybe I'll just lay off of them for a little bit. Try it again in a couple of months. That's the way he does. Don't be ignorant of his devices. Be, be so irritating to the devil that when he tries his little stuff, it just pushes you deeper into God. That when he tries his stuff, it pushes you deeper into God. Okay, all, all right. So you want to try to throw the sniffles on me. Okay, glory to God, Father, I praise you. I'm the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, I was healed. I was healed, I am healed, and I'm always going to be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, every little attack causes you to praise God, causes you to give thanks. That was like, this stinks. 
Frustrate the devil. Bully the devil back. Stop letting him get in your business. Get in his. You're the one with everything. You're the one through Christ you have all power and authority. You're the one with everything given for life and godliness. Get in his business. One of my favorite things I ever saw when I went over to Jonathan Shuttlesworth's uh, Twitter account. This was before I really got to know him. I knew Teddy, but um, who's going to be here at Kickstart in just a little bit. In a few weeks, that's going to be awesome. Amen. Are you looking forward to it? Good. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't really know uh, Jonathan well, but I went to his Twitter years ago, and he says, I create problems for the devil professionally. I was like, I like his way of thinking. I create problems for the devil professionally. Amen. Let us all be that. The devil don't know what to do with you, because every time he tries to throw something at you, you just throw your hands up. You just start praising God. You start worshiping him. You thank him. Always giving thanks. Philippians 4, 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do you see this, that every prayer is supposed to have thanksgiving attached, and that's actually what makes it work? Thanksgiving is what brings your prayers about. See, if I'm sitting up here praying for something, I'm like, Lord, please bring healing, please bring healing. But I haven't gotten to the place where thanksgiving comes out of me. I probably am not in faith. But when I get in faith, guess what's going to happen? I know that I know that thing's already done, and I'm going to start, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my healing. Thank you. You know, even this morning, you know, I told you, I was like, I didn't feel like it emotionally, and I just didn't feel like it. But what I start doing, I start praising God. I start thanking Him. Thank you, Lord. I got the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Thank you, Lord, for life and the fullness thereof. I started thanking Him. All of a sudden, I felt like preaching. It wasn't that I was unable to preach. It wasn't that I didn't have what I needed. I just needed to stir it up. I need to just start worshiping Him. I just need to start going after Him. That's like, that's like what we're supposed to do in every area. Doesn't matter what we feel like, doesn't matter what we face, just stir it up. Glory to God. Put on some worship music. Put on some scripture. Put it on. And a key is put on thankfulness. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Therefore, since we have a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Do you have a kingdom which cannot be shaken? Do you have a kingdom which cannot be shaken? Then what does it say to do? Let us show gratitude. Well, now we're not just talking about being thankful. We're showing something. We're showing a gratitude. We're putting it in our mouth. We're putting it in our heart. We're walking thankfulness out. By which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. In other words, if we're trying to go about our life and we don't have thankfulness, our offering is not going to make it through the fire. Ooh. If we don't offer our life with thanksgiving and gratitude because of what he's done for us, when we're actually, we're taking our offering to the Lord, it doesn't make it. Thanksgiving helps make things holy. 
Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. How many people you've uh, had Thanksgiving dinner before and you've been born again, you've had Thanksgiving dinner and you kind of get to the end of Thanksgiving maybe that night and you're sitting there and you've had the thought, you know, I don't know if we really treated this day the way it should be treated. Like, I feel like maybe we just gathered and we had food, but we really didn't thank God. I've had those moments. And this, this, is what it's, this is what it's addressing here. Every area of our life should carry Thanksgiving with it. You know, it's hard to cuss when you got Thanksgiving in your mouth. <laughs> it, it's, it's, hard, it, it's hard to do sin when Thanksgiving in your heart and in your mouth. It's hard to. When you start, it's hard to keep the wrong attitude when you're thankful. I'm going to show you something here in a minute, and it's so, so important. Colossians 2.6. As ye have, this is in the King James, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. In other words, if you've received Jesus, then you need to walk like him. Rooted and built up in, in him, and established in faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So now we're not just talking about putting thanksgiving on. A commandment of God is to abound in thanksgiving. Did you know that Jesus walked the earth? If this is in here, do you know that Jesus never sinned? That means he walked the earth, Jesus did, abounding in thanksgiving. Hear that, see that. He walked the earth not just with some thanksgiving, abounding in thanksgiving. Remember when they were out in the desert and they fed the 5,000 men, 15,000 women and children? You remember how he prayed? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What, what caused the blessing? What caused the, the multiplication? Thankfulness was a part, wasn't it? Thankfulness. It was right there in the mix. I would say thankfulness is kind of like uh, yeast in bread. It ain't going to rise right unless you have thanksgiving in it. If you don't have yeast in that bread, it's not going to rise right. It's the same thing in walking with God. As a believer, our job is to be like him and abound with thanksgiving. Not just have some, abound in it. In other words, how, how are we actually going to be who God called us to be and walk in miracle power, casting out devils, you know, moving in these things, seeing abundance in every area of our life if we're not abounding in thanksgiving? It's not going to happen. Now, why am I going through these scriptures? Because at some point we have to meditate on these scriptures and say, dog, I better, get, I better amp up my thanksgiving. I better get my Thanksgiving going a little bit better. At some point, we got to take responsibility as believers and, and put on some thanks. Colossians 3, 15 and 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you and all wisdom with all wisdom and Wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, 
singing with thankfulness in your hearts. What? Man, it's everywhere. Tell your neighbor, it's everywhere. It's all in the Bible. It's everywhere. There's an old, uh, old commercial about ragu or one of those. Like, it's all the ingredients. It's in there. Put, the nose, put your nose to the jar. It's in there. You remember that commercial? Bobby's shaking his head. Amen. Put your nose to the jar. It's in there. Thankfulness is supposed to be in a believer. When somebody puts their nose up in your life and they're sniffing around, thankfulness should come out. <laughs> We're just going to leave that right there and go to the next verse. He says, verse 17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Guess what? Giving thanks, what? Through him. Through him. What does that mean? That means that our thanksgiving is empowered through Jesus. Have you ever felt like not being thankful? I have. But it doesn't matter what you feel like. We've already talked about that. It matters what you do with what you have. And God has said you can be thankful through Jesus. So if I will put faith in him and say, Lord, I don't even feel like being thankful, but I'm going to do it by faith right now. Yeah. I'm going to give thanks by faith right now. Thank you, Lord. Right? And your first one may be like, thank you, Lord. You know? I know y'all have never been there. I've been there a couple of times. If you ever do face it, this is what you do, okay? Thank you, Lord. Just start, even when you don't feel like, you know, sometimes when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, you don't feel like that. And that's when you have to do it on purpose, by faith. By faith, do it on purpose. Thank you, Lord. Guess what happens? You say that just a few times. You start lifting your hand and worshiping. You start thanking him. All of a sudden, it's like something turns on on the inside of you. What's that? That's that deposit of grace that God's given you. All of a sudden, that's that supernatural power to overcome. All of a sudden, there's something happening on the inside of you, and there's a supernatural thing that's released. And all of a sudden, you, you start walking as the child of the light of God instead of the child of a corrupted world. And now you've tapped into God's supernatural power, and that'll bring you through. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves. Those are strong words. Devote yourselves. Is this a command form? I found out last week that uh, I know Barrett was working on an English major, and I think I heard that Ashley was an English major. And uh, so I'm sure she liked my gooder and gooder and gooderest. I'm sure that just pleased her to her core. But Ashley, would you tell me, this, this right here, devote yourselves, is that a command? Is that a command? Thank you. I'm so glad I got that right, otherwise I was in trouble. <laughs> she shook her head yes, if in case you couldn't see. <laughs> a directive. That's, that's the technical term. Amen. <laughs> this is a directive from God. See, I'm learning right here as I preach. A directive from God. That even sounds better. Devote yourselves. Devote. Devote yourselves. That means give everything you have to this. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keep an alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. 
with an attitude of thanksgiving. So when we come to pray, what should we be full of? Thanksgiving. It says, devote yourself to prayer that carries with it an attitude of thanksgiving. I noticed, this is, this is really interesting, when I started really going after the Lord and the Holy Spirit really started changing me as an adult, my prayers changed, and it wasn't something that I necessarily did. I was just being led by the Lord. I was just being led by the Lord, and all of a sudden my prayers changed, and my prayers went from just you know praying about different things. All of a sudden the prayers went to this, thank you, Lord. I started thanking him for the majority of the prayer. Now that was just the Holy Spirit leading me. It was like, and I noticed it, like I, I physically noticed it, and I was thinking, Lord, that's very interesting. I knew it was right, I knew he did it, but I noticed that my English words changed by the moving of the Spirit. I just started thanking him more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. And I was like, this is very interesting. In other words, when we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our heart and our minds and in our actions, What's going to come out of us? Thanksgiving, because it is God. Thanksgiving. And I found that when I wasn't walking with the Lord, you know, after that, I wasn't, I wouldn't be thanking him very much. Devote yourself to prayer. Keep an alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Ephesians 5, 4. There must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you, and hear these words, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So what he's about to describe is a manner worthy of the Lord, which is supposed to be how we walk. To please him. So this is a manner worthy of the Lord, but it also pleases him in all respects, and it bears fruit, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness, patience, joyously, joyously giving thanks to the Father. This is a manner of walking that's worthy of the Lord. In other words, if I'm not walking like this, it's not worthy of Him. So we want God to enter our lives, then we've got to walk in the place that's worthy of Him. But if we, if we don't want God in our lives, then we don't walk like this. Can you see how many of us have not had God's supernatural help because we've decided, well, I don't have anything to give thanks for, so I'm not going to give thanks. And we really overlook all the good stuff that we have had, and we're not keeping those thanksgiving on our heart and on our mind. So instead of stepping into the presence of the Lord, we literally step out. And we, and we actually cause ourselves to be in lack of the supernatural of God because we haven't purposed ourselves to follow the directive of thanksgiving. Right? The directive, the command. We haven't followed that. Giving thanks to the Father. Psalms 100, verse 4 and 5 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving 
and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. In other words, can you even get close to God without entering the gates with thanksgiving? No. If, if up here on the platform is the Holy of Holies where God resides, and right here is the outer courts, and those doors are the gates, you can't, the key to those gates is thanksgiving. You don't get close to God without putting on thanksgiving first. We don't even get close. Don't even get close. And yet, maybe outside of this room, when's the last time have you heard this quote-unquote Christian nation actually give thanks to God as a whole? You know, Dr. Richard was saying, stop calling it a Christian nation. You know, stop calling it that. He hasn't been living by that. You realize if a president gives up and gives glory to God now, it is looked upon with disdain. And yet, that president, if he gave thanks, would be doing the best thing he could do for his country. Lord, we thank you for your blessings over this country. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. He says this. He says, we can't even come close to the presence of God without thanksgiving. See, we, we need to get thanksgiving on us in such a way as the body of Christ that it makes such an impact in the world that the world will say, what are you doing? And then the world, see, our job is to be the salt and the light, the preserving factor, the witness of God's glory and His goodness. We're supposed to be walking on such a level that the world takes notice are we ever going to do that if we don't make thanksgiving a priority in our lives no we won't and how will the world ever get to a place where it starts thanking God if we're not doing it we must see the commandments of God the directives of God and we must put on thanks on purpose, no matter what we see, no matter how we feel. Why? Because we have something to be thankful for. An eternity with the Father instead of an eternity with hell. The blessings of God. We are in one of the greatest countries in the world. In the world. We have stuff to be thankful for. Thank you, Father. Watch this verse. Talk about an important verse and an important revelation. Romans 1, verse 20 and 22. Romans 1, verse 20 and 22. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. I'm, I'm going to show you something here because I've been, I've been at the point in my life where, you know, I, I'm like, I've been there before where I'm kind of like, God, are you there? I've been there. Had a place in my life where I was saying, you know, I was there. Now you have to see, and I'm going to show you something. There was a reason I was there, and it wasn't God's fault. It was Brian's fault. But one of the things, doesn't the Holy Spirit right here say this? 
that the attributes of God are clearly seen. So see, if we ever get to the place or we ever run into somebody who says, I, can't, I don't even know if God's real. One of the things that has happened is their mind has been deceived to actually they can't even see the things that are clearly seen. God says they're clearly seen. God says they're clearly seen. You can go outside and look outside and you can see, just look at a leaf on a tree. Just look at, look at the stars in the sky. You know, we don't have this here, but I've, I've been able to view and see the, the northern lights. Man, that moment changed me. Like I immediately saw those and went, God, oh, I worship you. I worship you. You are so worthy. He says that God's attributes are clearly seen. But you see, there's a reason why what's clearly seen is not seen by some. Watch this. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. They didn't give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Watch this. When we give thanks, it keeps our sight open. But when we cease giving thanks, it literally lowers the blind of deception in front of our eyes. He says that one of the symptoms of people that are in deception is they don't give thanks. Giving thanks is an insurance that we will not be deceived. It's one of the tools that God has given us to stay out of deception. Like I said earlier, when I've been sitting there at times and have somebody come up to me and bring something that seems silly, it's not silly to them, it seems important. What's happened is they've gotten their eyes off of thanksgiving and they can't see what they should be thankful for and that issue has become more important and the veil of deceptions come in front of their eyes. And then what, they, what my response to them may be is, let's just praise God, let's give thanks to God. And that will irritate them because what actually needs to happen is let's give thanks to God and let's let, get that veil removed so you can actually see what's important and what's not. But to them, they're like, well, you don't care about me. I'm bringing you an issue and you don't know I do care about you. I'm just bringing you a spiritual solution. Give thanks. Give thanks. It keeps us out of that deception. Give thanks. Put thanks on your heart. Put thanks on your mind. I can tell you, remember when I said my prayers started being more thankful as I got closer and closer to the Spirit? As I did that, I really believe that deception started to lift from my eyes. I started to see things, how they really were. And there's a direct connection right here in these verses. If we don't give thanks, we're setting ourselves up to be deceived. If we don't give thanks, we're setting ourselves up to be deceived. We avoid deception with thanks. I skipped over this, this one. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, 4 through 5. For everything God has created is good. Nothing is to be thrown away or refused if it is received with thanksgiving. 
for it is hallowed or holy and consecrated, consecrated by the word of God and prayer. And we know already that prayer is supposed to have thanksgiving. So in other words, what makes your food holy? Thanksgiving and prayer. When you eat it and it gives you the right stuff, and it, it, it brings nutrition to you, and it kicks away sickness and disease, what makes that food holy? What sanctifies it? Thanksgiving and prayer. Thanksgiving is right in the mix of it. See, when I start thanking God, you know, for my food, I'm saying, all right, Lord, let that food be everything I need it to be and nothing I don't need it to be. Thank you, Lord, for that food. It's made holy. It's set apart. It's different because I... I give thanks for it. Same thing for other things in our life. Like, like even with vehicles and things like that. Thank you, Lord, for this vehicle. Thank you, Lord. One period of time, we had a, we had a van. This was after we started the church. We had a minivan, and uh, I, had, I had hit a pole and messed up the side, and it was hard for my door to open. I had to keep getting out on the right side of the van, and uh, I was like, just frustrated and irritated with it. And I probably went for two or three years. And it was like there was no provision coming. There was no coming out of that. It just, and I was sitting there. And I, I was driving that van one day. And uh, I was just like, I think I pulled up to a, um, I think I, my window wouldn't go down, I think, in the driver door or something like that. I pulled up to a drive-in or drive-through, which was just more irritating. Like I couldn't even go to a drive-through right just mad stupid van now the van didn't pull itself into the pole I did that but that van is stupid I was just mad and uh, I went two or three years you know the Lord let me sit in that in that for two or three years just irritate every time I get in it and one day I was sitting there, and look, we're, you know, the word says that we're supposed to be content. Godliness with contentment is actually a means of great gain. Godliness with contentment is actually a means of great gain. And he says, content, if you have food and covering, you should be content. In other words, if I have food to eat, and I have clothing and a, and a roof over my head, I should be content with that. How many, how many of us in America have not been content with that? You know, here I am, I got food and covering. The van wasn't even in that. I was not content. I was irritated. I was frustrated. And I remember going for several years. I think it was, I got revelation of this right before we started the church. And uh, I was sitting there. And I, I remember being out somewhere and being mad at the van. And uh, like it's an animate object or something. You know, I'm mad at it. Like it made a choice. And I'm sitting there mad at it, and the Lord says, Well, would you rather not have it? Can I not answer you for a minute? <laughs> well, would you rather not have it? I was like, and I began thinking, Well, this thing does help me deliver my goods for the business. It does get me around town. It's actually in pretty good order besides the door. And uh, I started thinking, he was like, 
you should be thanking me that you at least have one. Now, I'm not going to, you have to understand that to whom much is given, much is required, and I do need to believe God for increase, but I need to make sure first that I'm content with what I have in my hand, just not content to stay there. I believe God for increase, right? That van was not the perfect will of God for me. For whatever reason, I had messed up and gotten myself in a place, but, but I still needed to be in everything, even in that van, thankful. <laughs> and I hadn't been. Thankfulness was the last thing that was on my mind when I got in that van. Because every day it was a reminder, multiple times a day, of how I had to get in on the passenger side and climb over. And like, you know, for some of y'all that might not be a big deal, but these are long legs and it's hard to do that. And irritating and aggravating. And I wasn't thankful at all. You know. <laughs> I said, Lord, I need to thank you, don't I? He said, yeah. He's like, this van, you know, before you messed it up, was a gift from me. <laughs> this van was, was a gift. I was like, That's, yeah, it is. It is. Sure. I know y'all have never felt like that. Sure. Okay, Lord. Yeah, it's a gift. I was, I was thinking, I've got to change my heart, don't I? Pretty much. Unless you like keeping it. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So I started thanking God. And I thanked him for a couple of years. That was a long one. It took a while. And then finally, we had a family that was in need. And um, it wasn't perfect. I don't like that I sewed it with the door still messed up. But we didn't have finance to do it. And I think that was the first year we started a church. I was like, we're going to sew this van. And to them, it was a huge blessing. They immediately got the door fixed because they had knowledge about such things and you know, got it fixed and everything. And, um, and I, I, bought, uh, three, I bought a Saturn, a little blue Saturn car that had like 100-something thousand miles on it for $300. You know it was a winner. But you know what I did about that Saturn car? Oh, I thank God from the get-go. I thank God from the get-go. Thank you, Lord, for this car. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It wasn't too long. And, and was that ultimately God's will for me? No. But, but I learned. I had learned. Lord, I thank you. I, I, didn't, I don't have to have this car. I don't have to have these things. You didn't have to save me. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I started to recognize that these things, they're blessings. They're not something I warranted with my holiness. They're blessings from God. Lord, I thank you. You did not have to give this to me. You did not have to pour out anything on me. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And I let it get on the inside of me. Get down to my heart. Thank you, Lord. I should always give thanks. Man, I got that Saturn, I would say, almost saved because I was getting it holy by Thanksgiving. I was, I was praying over that car, and I was wanting to get it as holy and sanctified as it can. Lord, I thank you for it. Thank you. There's no way I was going to fall in that trap. 
of not being thankful again for that vehicle. Not long, not too long after that, the Lord, you know, blessed me with the car that I have now, and I thank him for that. I thank him for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you. These are gifts from God. You don't have to have it. Do you realize that God could have let the earth implode and we would not even be here? None of this did he have to do, but yet he did it out of his love. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. I can remember I went when we first started the church. You know, the Lord told us not to start the church in a denomination. But if we went and we joined a denomination, a lot of times they'll help and support and send people and send resources and all kinds of stuff like that. They'll send all kinds of stuff. But I remember, I remember sitting there and we started the church. We weren't tied into any denomination. We didn't have any support. We had no big core group that we were sent out with. We had, we had about six people that were a part of the church and we had about four visitors on every Sunday for the first year. These two rows right here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, was our service for the first year. That was it. And that was on a good day. That was it. And we didn't have anything. We started, how much money in the bank did you have to do your opening? Not a round number, zero. <laughs> we had nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. In the first year, I think we bought a laptop so we could put the, the words up on the screen so that we could worship together. And we went to Walmart and we bought one of those folding card tables, which we still have to this day. We bought a folding card table and, and we had the four chairs with it. And I think we know I gave a monitor that I had, a computer monitor to put the words on, and that was it. And then after a little bit of time, we bought some uh, 20 folding chairs from Costco. 20 folding chairs from Costco. But then later on, we, after a year, we moved into a community building. And uh, I remember I was on the front row at a service, and I was like sitting like right here. And uh, I looked up on the platform, and I saw a mic stand. There was like one mic stand sitting here, and a microphone, and a, and a cord. And I remember sitting, sitting here on the front row, and I said, Oh, a mic stand. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Now, you can go buy a mic stand for like $15 or $20, but you don't go buy that stuff if you, if you don't have excess. You know, I didn't, and that wasn't excess. Now, today, that's not a problem, but it, that day, it was. And I remember looking at that, you know, and I was trying not to covet that ministry's mic stand. I need a mic stand. Thank you, Lord. But I remember looking at that mic stand, and I thought, I will never take stuff for granted again. Thank you, Lord. And I know, I believe, and I started thanking him sitting right there on the, on the front row. Thank you, Lord, for the supply that we have. We have what we need. We have what you're giving us. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord. I was thanking him for stuff I didn't even have yet. 
That's what opens it up. And the Lord started pouring it out and pouring it out. And he'll do the same thing in your life. When you start thanking him, Lord, thank you for these. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving me my healing. Thank you, Lord, for giving me peace. Thank you, Lord, for giving me customers. Thank you, Lord, for giving us mic stands. Thank you, Lord, for giving us equipment. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a building. Thank you for giving us land. Before you even have it, you just start thanking Him. Thank you, Lord, you are so good. You're so worthy. Lord, you're so mighty. You're so great, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for my life. Thank you for fellowship. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me help. Thank you for family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let it come out of you. Get it in you so much that it just comes out of you. That it just comes out of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for a family that's going after you. Thank you for clothes and not just the cheap ones. Thank you, Lord, for a covering and a home and a house and a job. Thank you, Lord, for that job. Thank you for it as a vehicle of your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for my my children. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, that you're raising them up. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for delivering me, Lord. Thank you for giving me ideas. Thank you for pulling me out of that junk, for restoring my mind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a bottle of water. Thank you for a pen. Thank you, Lord, for a phone, iPad. Thank you, Lord, for dictionaries. Thank you for books. Thank you for this country. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You got to get it to come out of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you deserve all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. And Lord, I thank you. Thank you for helping us pay the bills. Thank you, Lord, for letting us move to overflow. Thank you, Lord, for causing us to be the lender and not the borrower. Thank you, Lord, for causing us to be the head and not the tail. Thank you, Lord, that we're blessed going out and we're blessed coming in. Thank you, Lord, we're blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed our livestock. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed our our offspring. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed my hands when they work. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed me in the workplace and given me favor. Thank you, Lord, for a sound mind and a clear mind and your goodness and your glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the measure of faith that I can overcome the world with. Thank you for giving me hope in a hopeless world I can be a beacon of your hope thank you for your love Lord thank you thank you thank you we got to let it get in us that thankfulness will change you it'll start to sanctify your life it'll start to take you to holy places it's hard for a thankful person to continue walking in sin. It'll take you to the place where you start to walk with God because you're too thankful to do anything to disrupt it. You're too thankful. Think about this. 
If I, if I was a multimillionaire and I wrote you a personal check for a million dollars, Paul said, I receive it. How are you, just naturally, how are you going to treat me even if I tell you something you don't like? Even if I tell you something you don't like, hey, everybody pretty much does it at the job, you know, five days a week. The, job, the boss will tell you something you don't like, but you'll just be like, okay, yes, sir. Why? Because you like the paycheck. What if, what if I gave you a lot more than the paycheck? How would you naturally treat me? No matter what I said, you'd be okay with it. You'd be like, hey, I'm just, it's okay, whatever you say. Why would we do that? Because we recognize the supply and we're thankful for that more than, we're, more than we want to give our personal opinion. We're thankful for the source. See, thanksgiving takes us to the place where we actually see what God has done. And when we actually see what God has done, we don't care if it offends our sin. We don't care if it offends our unrenewed mind. We say, Lord, what do you want me to do? See, thankfulness takes us to the place where we'd stop walking in deception. Thank you, Lord. Just close your eyes. You may feel the need just to come up and just thank him at the altar. I just want to tell you that the altar is open today. Lord, I've, I've not been thankful enough. I see that very clearly. Lord, I need to be more thankful. I thank you. I thank you. Lord, I need to be more thankful today. And you're welcome just to come to the altar and just hit your knees or whatever you need to do and just start thanking him. Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Father, I ask that just right now, move in our hearts. Move in our hearts to be a thankful people. Lord, move in our hearts so that we can line up with you. Lord, let nothing be held back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, I need you. I need your thankfulness. I need your glory in my life. Thank you, Lord. And just let it come out of your mouth. You don't have to pray silent today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you don't see enough things to be thankful for, ask Him to start revealing those to you. Lord, reveal to me all the stuff that I should be thankful for, all the items. Thank you, Lord. Let me give you a little clue. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, if you pray in the Spirit, you give thanks well. Many of us need to pray in the Spirit more and more and more than what we have been. Praying in the Spirit immediately takes us to thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank Him right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your mercy. Lord, forgive us for not thanking you on the level that we should have. But Lord, this day, we put on a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of thankfulness to you. We will not be the same. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for moving 
huge in this body today. Lord, we reset ourselves to your thankfulness. We reset ourselves to your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you.